Love hitting the highway? It's time now for Road Trips Australia with the Dark. Broadcasting through Blue Collar Media. In partnership with Top Parks. There's a Top Parks holiday for every family budget. Plus, become a Top Parks G'day Rewards member and save even more. Visit topparks.com.au. G'day and welcome to the very latest edition of Road Trips Australia, an Aussie travel podcast produced by Blue Collar Media in partnership with Top Parks and proudly sponsored by BF Goodrich Tyres and Great Divide Tours. Every week we go into detail of Australian road trips and the attractions along the way, the must-do stop-offs, tips and a lot of information as well. We'll also put the spotlight on a Top Park caravan park that you can enjoy on your very own road trip. The facilities, all the services that you can expect, the accommodation, the options from caravan and camping sites to those beautiful on-site cabins and a whole lot more. Well, this week we take an epic road trip from Albury on the New South Wales-Victorian border all the way to Burke, New South Wales. That's right, we're on the off on the Kidman Way. And we'll also take a look at the Lake Talbot Tourist Park as well. Now, you too can be a part of this podcast just by sending us an email. To do that, go to bluecollarmedia.com.au and click on Email the Duck. Bluecollarmedia.com.au and click on Email the Duck. You can also contact us via Facebook. Plenty of people do that. You just go to Facebook, type in the Duck, all the Duck Adventures there, and send a message to the page, and we reply to all of those emails and messages, and that seems to be the go-to lately. We seem to get a lot more messages via the page than we do on the email. But either way is fine by us. We do reply to both. So bluecollarmedia.com.au and click on email the duck or just go to our Facebook page, The Duck, which is easily to find. Just type in The Duck or The Duck Adventures on Facebook. In the meantime, it's, I should bring in my partner in crime on Road Trips Australia. He is the owner, operator and the guru at Great Divide Tours. No man knows his way around Australia more than this bloke, Vic Widman. G'day. Oh, g'day, Doug. I, I thought you'd forgotten about me there for a while. And, um, and when you said guru, I thought you said huru. And I thought, geez, I'm going already. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, the guru. You are the guru. Um, the, the, you know what a guru is? The guy that sits on a hill under a under a teepee, you know, going um um. Mm. So yeah, that's not me, mate. I don't sit down anywhere. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> Even now, I'm walking. I'm walking up and down, pacing up and down as I talk to you. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, it's like getting your steps up, Vic. You're a little probably looking at your Apple Watch. <laughs> that's it. Oh no, I haven't got one of them. I don't know how to. I took a watch. I used to have a watch. Actually, I got given a watch for the twenty first birthday. And uh, I mean, I took that watch off uh, for about 30 years or something back in the early 2000s, and I haven't worn a watch since. Yeah, right. Mind you, I, I do watch the time a lot, but, mm. but I don't like that constriction of something around my wrist. So I, I um, you know, I just feel like I'm, I'm chained to something. I feel like being married. Uh, fair enough. I'll leave that one with you, Vic. Now, don't forget, you can also check out Vic Widman's YouTube channel. Vic Widman, how's the YouTube channel going? Oh, look, it's going pretty good, actually. Yeah. Um, I've, um, I haven't put anything up there for about a week or so. I'll, mm. I'll do some work over the next uh, over the next week. I'm, I'm back off down to the, the training centre. I'm actually going to be down at the training centre for about three weeks straight. Uh, we've got a, a stack of training on, and, and Wiley, who's my on-site caretaker, he's actually 
I was sending him off on a couple of trips off to the Flinders Ranges and then down to the Air Peninsula. So he's very excited about being able to get out in the four drive and lead some tours for me. Mm. But uh, So that puts me down at the training centre, caretaking and, and running training. I tell you what, mate, geez, we are busy, which is just fantastic. Yeah, it's good um, to see, Vic. Good to see. It's really great. I really appreciate the support that people are giving us. It's, it's just brilliant. Yeah, fantastic. And obviously introducing plenty of people. I don't know what that noise is, but anyway, there it is. I don't know what that was. Yeah. Uh, Hello, the light just came on. Yeah. I an idea. Yeah, I don't know why it does that, but anyway. <laughs> but anyway, in the meantime, Victor, we want to talk about a fantastic... Well, what you are doing before we do that is you're introducing people to Travelling Australia, whether it's on-road or off-road. That's exactly what you're doing, so it's a great thing and plenty of people yep. getting into it now because the, the old overseas travel has come to a big halt at the moment. <laughs> so everyone yeah. is travelling their um, their own backyard and doing some exploring and enjoying what is out there and doing what we've been trying to tell people to do for years. So <laughs> finally they're into it, which is fantastic. So it's good to see that. Uh, nice. And that's and obviously that's what your business is all about as well. Now look the right. the road trip this week's an absolute cracker. We, well, I think we caused a bit of bit of controversy with the last one. <laughs> or didn't we? What? <laughs> with, uh, which was, and if you missed that, you can go back and have a tune into that. That was the Pacific <laughs> Highway or the M1, yeah. and uh, yeah. we spoke about the beaches and how good the beaches are in New South Wales, and we put it out there that they are the best beaches, especially on the east coast, at least. I think yeah. I think I think we're all over the Queensland beaches. I mean, Queensland beaches are good, but once you go north of Brisbane or north of the Sunshine Coast and start heading further up, you get things like the Stingers and all that. We spoke about all of that, and you you can't go in for a swim. I mean, mate. <laughs> and then well, you've got, got, and you got black, croc- and then further up, you got crocodiles. There's none of that down here. Well, we we certainly caught some flack with people saying, "Oh, you know, we we said that was probably the best coast," you know, on the on the Australian coastline was that mm. that run from Sydney up to the Gold Coast. And boy, did we cop some flack over that. People saying, oh, but look, you've got to go to West Australia. You've yeah, got well, to the coast around South Australia and all that. But you know, as, I, as I pointed out, you know, we, we were using the criteria of a place that you could go and, and visit and see and do stuff. And when we started talking about that, when we did that little talk up, that, uh, up the north coast there, like it was... Every 30k, there was another town, there was another beach, there was another river, and and all of them are, are open and friendly. You could go boating, you could go fishing, you could go full driving, That's you could right. sit on the beach, you, you could go swimming. You know, there was the, the criteria of, of so much to do mm. in, a, in what is still a very scenic area. Yep. Mate, I stand by it. I reckon the New South Wales North Coast and even the South Coast just, yeah, just blows everywhere else away. Yeah, no, totally. But bang for buck, as they say, it's the best. And if you're not in Western Australia, well, you're buggered because old mate over there won't open the border. Yeah. So, so <laughs> you know, right. it's pretty hard to promote a place that, you know, I mean, even on our radio program, we now broadcast on 263 frequencies right around wow. Australia. And I've got to tell you, it's pretty difficult to tell people to go to WA when you're not allowed in there. So what's the point? Might as well tell them yeah. to go to Bali. I mean, the bloke, oh, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Well, look. now this week we're, but, going to, we're going to talk about the Kidman Way, um, yeah. which is, again, another cracker, right basically up the centre of New South Wales. Oh, look, mate, it's amazing. Look, I, I've, I, I've driven parts of the Kidman Way. I, I put my hand on, on the desk right in front of me now and I say, look, I haven't driven all of this, but I've certainly driven the majority of it at different times. So I did a bit of research on it, and I've got to look. You know, let's let the let the listeners know. I, 
when I when I do a bit of research on this, there's a fantastic website called Aussie Towns, which pulls up you know most of the towns, not all of them, but the majority of towns that that you want to visit anywhere, and it gives you the history, it gives you what to see, it gives a great explanation and. I can't believe, and I just put together some notes. In fact, I sent them across to you. There's 12 pages of them, you know, which I've dragged out of this, uh, out of just doing a bit of uh, a bit of Google and my own knowledge on the areas. But there is so much to see in in some of these towns that we just take for granted, you know. And and you can just drive straight through without even knowing that there's a fantastic museum or world-renowned, you know, exhibition. Uh, um, sculptures, all sorts of things, and and this Kidman Way, like mate, this is one of those places, and and having done that research, and what I'm about to talk about, like mate, I just want to go and do this drive myself. It's yeah, just brilliant. fantastic. I've got a couple of friends of ours, Dave and Michelle Rampling, who've got a van, just bought themselves. They've got an on-site van down at Wiseman's, but they've also just bought themselves a a pop-up van to travel and. Um, and there's that noise again, Vic, which I can't <laughs> work out. I cannot work out. How you to... know what? It sounds like a, it sounds like you're getting an email come in on your computer. That's what yeah, it but, but like. I've got the thing turned, the volume turned off, which has yeah. stopped me. But anyway, we're professional <laughs> no, well, look, it's here. It's just a nice little, nice little backdrop to to mm. your your lovely voice. It does sound <laughs> like an. It isn't an email. I don't know what it is, but anyway, the um, <laughs> the thing is um, actually. Anyway, I've turned. Oh, look, I've had another go, so we can turn that off. But anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they've, they've basically what they've done, um, they want to travel, but they want to travel a fair bit of the country, uh, not just yeah. the coastal fringes. They want to get out and see regional Australia. So I said, well, why don't we put a little trip together and we'll go out? Well, well this could be, yeah. this, this could be, yeah. we could we could get into this. This could be, I suggested well, the Darling one. River Run, but let's uh, this could be the one, the Kidman well, Way. Kidman Way might be the go. Yeah, well, look, mm. it's really interesting. When you, when you do a bit of research on it, um, one of the things I pulled up said, oh, you know, it starts in Albury and then you drive along the along the Murray and then you head north up to Gerildry. But when I, when I delved a little bit deeper into it, the, the actual Kidman Way starts about 16 kilometres north of the, the town of Gerildry. But, but why do they call it the Kidman Way? Well, mate, first off, it was named after Sir Sidney Kidman and... Uh, he was born in Adelaide way back in 1857. And um, and in fact, he opened a butcher shop, would you believe, in Cobar, which is on the Kidman Way, in 1870. But following that, after he after he did that, he started to buy up stations. He got a bit of money behind him. He started to buy up land and, and cattle stations. And in the end, Sir Sidney Kidman became um, the largest landowner in the world. <laughs> like... You know, we're not, we're not talking you know, about just in New South Wales. We're talking the largest landowner in the world. And, of course, Sir Sidney Kidman had many, many cattle stations spread right across the outback of Australia. And and he was a very smart man. And then maybe it was because he worked in a butcher shop because the whole idea was that if there was one section of the country in drought, he could move his cattle from that station mm. into another station, maybe in another state or you know, a couple of thousand kilometres away, where there was food, and and that way he kept his stock healthy, ready for the butcher. So um, you know, it, it that's where the name, the Kibben Way, came from, and it stretches from, um, in theory, in theory, stretches from just north of Jerilbury, all the way up to the town of Burke. But it's it's an interesting part of the country because most of us wouldn't even think twice about a drive, you know. 
from the middle of the bottom part of New South Wales to the top part of the middle of New South Wales. It's just not on anyone's agenda. But <laughs> have a look at it because there's so much to see. Mm. To start off with, and like I was saying, I did a little bit of research. I've got to go out to this little town called Gerildry, mate. Gerildry was made famous, would you believe, by none other than the bush ranger Ned Kelly. Yep. Now, Ned Kelly, he was actually, right, we know of Ned Kelly down around Glen Rowan and all around Victoria, and that's that area around Beechworth, Glen Rowan area, Benalla area of Victoria, and that's where him and his gang basically, you know, did their bit, did their thing. However, he went he went to the town of Gerildry. Now, <laughs> he didn't just just ride into town in the Gerildry. He held up the whole town for three days, right? He uh, he went there. He he locked the cops in their own cells. He he got his um he got his horses reshoed and charged it up to the cops in the in the police station, which is just fantastic. He went into the bank and he he got all the mortgages out of the bank safe and he tore them all up so that people you know had no mortgages anymore. <laughs> no wonder people liked him. There was a two thousand uh, dollar or two thousand pound in those days. Just think how much money that was bounty on his head, and nobody in Gerildry was was game enough to try and arrest him or shoot him mm. because hang on, he's he's actually doing some good stuff here. You know, when he when he robbed the bank, he, he uh, or the post office, he cut down the power pole so that they couldn't send out the Morse code to let anyone else know that he was in town. But the whole purpose that he went there was that there was a printery there, and he had written his story, right? And he, and you know, the the story behind Ned Kelly is that he was a hard done by guy, and he was blamed for stuff that he shouldn't have been blamed for, and then in the end, you know, he was pushed into this robbery type stuff that he ended up doing. So he wanted that story to be known, and he went there to, to get this particular story printed. That story never actually surfaced until 100 years later. And in fact, you know, that story is what books have been written on, movies have been made about with Ned Kelly. But, and this is in Gerildry. And it was the first time and the last time we ever went into a New South Wales town was the town of Gerildry. And of course, there's a fantastic exhibition as part of your road trip when you get to Gerildry that you, that you can see. It's called Doing the Bolt Exhibition, and it's all about the bush rangers, and in particular about our famous Ned Kelly. They've got displays of his armour and all that stuff uh, on display there. Um, also in Gerildry, now look, I, I know I don't think this would be you, and I'm still I'm like sitting on the fence whether this would be me or not. But there's a a little steam train, a seven and a half inch gauge. That's why I don't think you'd be in there. I can't imagine you sitting on a seven and a half inch gauge carriage, if you can understand what I mean. But it goes for nearly two kilometres around town. It's this little steam train that runs around. It's great for, you know, there's a lot of people that are just absolutely wrapped up in steam trains. So I've got to admit, I'm not one of them. I think they're great things. I've been on the old zigzag one up at Zigzag Railway. But there are a lot of people who are very, excited about steam trains. So this little seven and a half inch steam gauge railway line runs for two Ks around the town of Gerildry. Um, also in Gerildry, they've got, and this is what I mean, when you do this research, you discover these things. They've got this thing called the steel wings. Now the steel wings is a windmill, right? It's, a, it's one of only two of its kind again in the world. And we're, here we are in this little town in, in Gerildry. It's 50 foot tall. It's 25 foot diameter, right? 
it's a very, very, it was built in 1909 in Sydney. Uh, it was moved out to a station out in the, in the uh, central west of New South Wales. And then it was relocated to Drillery in 1979. So that's a pretty impressive, uh, pretty impressive windmill. Still operational, of course. Fantastic thing to see. This road trip, mate. Look, this is a this is all sealed road. This can be done in any kind of vehicle. You can drive it. You can go in your camper van. You can go in your off-road van. You can go in your on-road van. You could go with your car club, with your bike club, whatever. This is all sealed road. Um, but the towns are the fascinating thing. However, <laughs> having said that, this is in the heart of what they call the Murrumbidgee Irrigation Area. And the whole of this area, right all the way up to to, to Cobar, right from Drilldry up to Cobar, you are driving through some of the most fertile country in Australia, not only just in New South Wales. And it's because of these massive irrigation channels that they dug all through that area. Now, of course, on the way there, you're going to cross over the... Um, um, the Murrumbidgee River, okay? Now, the, these these irrigation channels come off the Murrumbidgee River. And, in fact, you will, um, you'll come to one of the, uh, the great big machines that, that they have on display, which is the, the, I can't even pronounce this, it's called the Buckris Class 3 Drag Line. All right? They say it's impossible to miss, and it's in the town of Colamberley. All right? It's in the Lions Park, um, and it's, it weighs... 130 ton, right? It's got a speed of three kilometres per hour and its bucket size is four cubic metres. This thing went overland all through the Murrumbidgee irrigation area, all the way from Hay Naranda across to Trilby Colamble, digging these giant uh, irrigation lines that transport the water around so that the massive area of crop that you can see when you drive. And of course, now that we've had the rain, this whole part of you know Western New South Wales, as we do this this little podcast, as we record it, mate, is just ablaze with with food. It's you know the canola colour, the beautiful yellow fields mm. of the canola, the rice, the barley. It's the whole place is absolutely jumping out there, mm. and just you know if you could get out there now at this time of the year, towards the the end of the year in in spring, you know this this place is absolutely alive with agriculture and um, and the drive alone through those canola fields is something spectacular in fact mate I was I was reading where they some of the, the farmers are having a few problems with the tourists that the tourists are stopping and they're getting out of their vehicles and they're actually going into the canola fields to get photos of themselves in the in the canola fields yeah, which, I heard that which in reality is called trespassing mm. <laughs> you know and they're trampling down some of the some of the, 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 the plants for that, which is probably not a great idea. But look, you know, by all means, if you want to get a, a fantastic photo, because some of those canola fields um, stretch for miles upon miles over the hillsides, just with the occasional, you know, green gum tree dotting out of it. It does look spectacular. Mm. But, but, you know, a little bit of a plea, stay, stay on your side of the road fence line and make sure you do park off the road. There's even been stories of, you know, people just pulling up right on the middle of the road on a hundred kilometres zone. Yeah. You know, stop to get out and get a photo. I think what to happens, engage the brain. Well, I think what's <laughs> happening there, Vic, too, is that there's a lot of people at the moment who wouldn't normally take that sort of a trip. Oh, exactly. And, and, yeah. and so there are the people that 
who were tired of being, you know, in, in that who were tired of being in lockdown or just thought, you know, geez, we should get out and just get out and do things because yeah. of the restrictions yeah. around the place. All there are people that would have normally went on a cruise or and they're not they're not experienced when it comes to not regional road travel, regional yeah. road travel where yeah. you've got people yeah. pulling up, trespassing on other people's property and damaging crop. And then you've got people yep. just pulling up on a road that's got a hundred and kilometre speed limit to yep. take photos. I yeah, mean, so you've got to engage the brain. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, yeah. so it's yeah. and it's because they haven't because a lot of people, some of the, I'm not saying all of them, but some of them, haven't have probably have never done this sort of trip. There are a stack of people who are yep. seeing parts of Australia never for the very first, for the first time. <laughs> Well, oh, that's right. Look, it's it's fantastic that people are discovering mm. their own backyard, but you know we we've got to use a little bit of common sense mm. about it. The other thing that I read mate about Colamberley is that it's the newest town in New South Wales because it was officially opened only in 1968. Is that right? Now, and again, yeah, and it, it grew up as part of the MIA, the Murrumbidgee Irrigation Area. Mm. You know, when when the government put the money into putting in all these water channels so that they could grow more crops. Well, as a result of that, you know, people moved there, towns sprung up, infrastructure developed, you know, the farmers needed equipment and supplies and servicing. So, you know, we had a big boom in, in these towns as a result of that agriculture, which was all developed in the, the 40s and the 50s and, and the 60s. So Colamberley is the newest town in New South Wales. And that's pretty interesting when you look at how many towns are dying at the moment because mm. of the the droughts and, um, and you know, not to mention what COVID's going to do. Yeah, that's right. But um, just um, north of there is Darlington Point. Now, Darlington Point, uh, another beautiful little town right on the Murrumbidgee River. And actually, I had a mate of mine who recently went away uh, and did exactly this. He did a bit of a road trip. And he said to me, he said, Vic, you can't believe how many fantastic campsites there are mm. along the edge of the Murrumbidgee River. And most of them are free. I mean, there's some fantastic caravan parks that you can stay in as well, right on the river in Darlington Point. But there's a whole bunch of these free campsites. Some are in state parks, some are in national parks, and others are just on the edge of the road. And and he said, like, you, you set up camp there, you, you look straight across the water, you've got a water view every day, day and night. You've got all the water, all the water birds coming down in the morning for a drink and coming down in the afternoon for a drink. You know, um, it, it's just like heaven on a stick, mm. you know. Um, and Darlington Point is one of those places in particular. But here's something else I never knew about. Just out of Darlington Point, there's a wildlife park called the Altina Wildlife Park. Mate, it covers 207 hectares. It's on the banks of the Murrumbidgee River, only 11 kilometres south of, of Darlington Point. And they've got a huge range of, of animals there. I mean, I've looked at the list here, mate, and it sounds like I'm reading it because I am. Right. They've got the African lion, they've got an African wild dog, they've got alpacas, they've got American alligators, they've got American bison, they've got water buffalo, they've got um, oh, what's a, a bongo antelope. Well, I guess that's an antelope that plays the bongos, I don't mm, know. I've never anyway. heard of it. Yeah, you know, um, Asian water buffalo, the bang ting, um, uh, oh, it just goes on, they've got camels, they've got deer. Uh, they've got tar, which is like a Himalayan tar, which is like a deer. Um, a whole bunch of stuff there. It, it just looks fantastic. They've got Mongolian wild horses. They've got ostriches. 
the red panda, you know, they've got meerkats, you name it. It's, it's this beautiful park. Now, this park is a little bit different. You've actually got to book a tour and you, get, you end up getting a personal tour. All right, so you got $38 for an adult, $18 for a child. You can go on a horse-drawn buggy with your own personal guide. They only take eight people, right? So you can basically have your, your family and, and, a, and maybe a friend and their family. You book the whole thing out. You've got them for two and a half hours. It takes you around the park and they explain what's going on. However, when you look at their website, you delve a bit deeper. So you can become the park keeper for the day, right? Now, there's a fee involved. But you're with the park keeper for the whole day. You will be actually going in there and feeding the animals and cleaning out the, 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 the sheds that they're in, you know, doing all the things that the park keeper does. So there's all this variety of personalised tours mm. that you can do around this wildlife park. Good for the kids. <laughs> it's fantastic for the kids. So mm. I don't have to take my grandkids there. And it's just outside of the town of Darlington Point. Yep. Never heard of it before I did mm. this bit of research. Mate, you know, Take your friend there. This, they'd love it. They'd absolutely love that. Mm. Anyway, I think it, I think it would be brilliant. And and that's. I don't that's know. They might put me and my mate in a cage out there. Oh, they wouldn't do that, mate. They wouldn't be able to feed you. Mm. Yeah, good point. <laughs> um, the the um, the, but as I say, there these little towns. They have so much to to enjoy and to see. Um, the next town on the Kibben Way, as you move up the highway, the Shield Road, as I mentioned is the, the town of Griffith. Now, if you would probably know of Griffith. I think the main thing that most of people in our age group remember Griffith for is probably something we, you know, that's not great, would be the, the disappearance of Dollar Mackay yeah. um, in the 70s, I think it was, and, and it was all around, you know, supposed, you know, drug, drug lords and stuff like that. But when you look at Griffith, Griffith's really interesting. It was actually designed by Walter Burley Griffin. Mm. Now, Walter Burley Griffin is the guy that designed Canberra. So if you look at Griffith, it's a mini Canberra. There's all these circular streets and roundabouts and everything radiates out from the centre of town. So it's quite a, a pretty and well laid out town. But because it's such a big farming area, 60% of its population is have got Italian or Italian ancestry. So it's a huge multicultural town, probably where part of the you know the whole thing about the drugs and all that came from, and and that did exist in those mm. days. I think that's I think that's pretty much you know disappeared to a certain extent. I mean you know drugs in any in any place in, in the world now is still an issue, but I don't think it's such an issue anymore in Griffith. Griffith is a lovely town to visit. Um, got a fantastic. Um, uh, memorial to Pioneer Women. It's got a beautiful park there with the Memorial to the Pioneer Women. The other thing that it's got, which I've never heard of, is a thing called the Soft Sculptured Curtain, which was a it was a sculpture, but it was a curtain that they got 300 women together to come up with ideas to make this, you know, to knit this curtain up. And you can actually, you know, I think it paid four dollars, I think it said, to be able to go into the museum and see it. Sounds fantastic, and it's a, basically it's a scene of Griffith. It's a, like a, a view of Griffith from a local lookout, featuring a panorama of Griffith. Um, that 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 in itself uh, sounds really fascinating. Um, there's a Pioneer Park in Museum, uh, sorry, Pioneer Park Museum mm. in Griffith. That's set on 18 hectares of bushland, right? Uh, it consists of over 40 
uh, uh, replicated buildings from the Riverina area. Now, when we talk about that, they've got an old school, they've got a church, they've got a shearing shed, they've got a parva post office, a blacksmith um, stable, you know, uh, a chemist dispensary, a coach house. This is like old Sydney town. Mm. Like, how good would that be, mm. you know? And it's on 18 hectares just outside of Griffith. Apparently, it's got one of the largest wedding dress displays again in the world. Yeah, right? Right. So they've got an ex- exhibition of, would you believe, wedding dresses way back from the turn of the century, 1900s, that is. Old Sydney uh, town, did you brought back some memories there. That was a great place on the central coast of New South Wales. Well, it's look, still you there. Know, you know that? It's still there. Oh, I wasn't. I, I wasn't aware it was it was still it's there. Not open. Open, it? It's not open. No, it's, it's still there. It's yeah, still no, there. Right. Well, mate, look. Here's a little bit of history. Going back to 1988, when um, when World Expo was on up in Brisbane, mm. I was working with the New South Wales government, and in fact, I was sent up there to manage the New South Wales Pavilion at World Expo. And part of our display, one of the theatres that we had, was a replica of the of one of the old convict ships. And the whole of the Plymouth Dock. That was the whole idea. Was it was about people coming out from England into New South Wales and into Sydney Harbour. So there was a big um, screen with a big display, a video display of of Sydney Harbour and and, and enjoying that you know that development of our beautiful harbour, Sydney Harbour, mm. while they stood on the deck of this old convict ship, which we actually had on hydraulic rams, mm. so the whole thing would rock, you know. And a few people got seasick while they were standing there. Anyway, long story. We ended up moving or selling that that Timber Stock area and that rocking ship to to old Sydney Town. Now I don't know whether they'd ever got erected down there, but that's where where that went. And that's you know that's my connection, I guess, with old Sydney Town. Yeah. Uh, but we're a long way away from from the Kidman Way. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. Fascinating story that I read just outside of of Griffith. There's um, um, a place they call the Hermit's Cave. Now, this was a place where an Italian who emigrated to Australia from Italy, obviously, in 1914, Valerio Ricchetti, he was uh, he was only 16 at the time when he came out here. You know, he ended up in Port Fury in South Australia. Anyway, um, when he was in, he, he visited Adelaide, and he, um, well, this is a, uh, this, this, uh, this isn't like, a, you know, before five o'clock show, is it? Anyway, so apparently he was visiting a local brothel and he left his wallet behind and he tried to get back in and the doorman at the door wouldn't let him back in to get his wallet back. So he got a bit angry and he threw a stone at the at the brothel and he smashed a window. Long story. He got arrested, didn't he? He got put in jail for that. Anyway, when he got out of there, he went over to Melbourne and he was pretty pretty low on money. Um, so he was trying to pawn off his overcoat that he had to try and get some money. And this guy said, mate, I'll help you sell it. And he took the coat because he never saw the guy again. So, you know, he wasn't having a great run of luck here and he was getting a bit depressed with, with, with people. He ended up, uh, he got a job on the Murray River paddle steamers and he went all the way up, all the way up the Murray River. And then he, he walked overland along the Murrumbidgee and the Lachlan Rivers. He finished up in Hilston and then he walked 120 kilometres overland to Griffith. When he arrived at Griffith after walking, he arrived in the middle of a great big thunderstorm and he thought, this is, this is pretty, you know, pretty ordinary here. I'm going to get soaked. So on the outside, outskirts of town, he found a little rock cave. So he sheltered in that rock cave. Oh, mate, he spent the rest of his life in this rock cave. And he spent over 25 years there. He built you know, a dry stone walling, which he knew as a stone mason. He, he, he grew up as a young fellow when he, when he was in Italy 
with his dad, who was a stonemason. So he knew how to, to build dry rock walls, and he built gardens, and he built water, you know, water uh, features, and all this kind of stuff. Um, he, uh, he eventually went back to Italy uh, for a bit of a visit, but while he was over there, he died from, you know, just natural causes. But part of his his cave and and all that work that he did over the 25 years that he he sheltered up in those, those caves. Now the, the really interesting thing is I've mentioned that 60% of the population in Griffith is, is from Italian ancestry, right? And this guy, this hermit, right? He was from Italy. While he was up in the caves nearly all that time, he had no idea that there was a huge Italian population in the town only a few kilometres away from it. And, uh, and who would have actually welcomed him? He, he just said, he basically said, look, I'm over people. Every time I meet people, they want to rip me off and I get into trouble. I'm just going to live a hermit's life in this rock cave. There's plenty of food around here. And, you know, he could go hunting and all that and, you know, get his food. And, in fact, he would have been welcomed by the Italian families that, that were down there. In fact, two people he originally worked with when he was in Broken Hill, two other Italians, they were actually living in Griffith at the same time. Look, that's what, that's what happens in life. That's what happens in, in history. So this is all part of what you can see when you're doing the, the, the fantastic tip and way. Now, look, once you, once you leave Griffith, you're getting away from that MIA, that Murrumbidgee Irrigation Area. You're going to start to get into some very long, straight roads. Again, still all sealed. All right, so good driving. Got to watch out for the kangaroos and the emus. So that's a real big issue. And you don't drive late in the day or early in the morning, all right? So, you know, don't don't try and get an early start or keep driving later in the day mm. because you're likely to have an accident with one of them. Mm. Um, but you're getting into this dry mulga country, the red sand country that is typical of that central west around Cobar. Um, and that's the, the next major town, Cobar. Mm. Cobar's had mining carried out there. It's been a mining town for over 100 years. Uh, it's got um, the, um, the great Hobar, Heritage Centre, which is absolutely brilliant. It's on the main road as you come in on the Barry Highway. Mm. As you come into town, if you're coming you know, from Sydney Way, you can see that Heritage Centre. It's the old admin office for the mine. And that is an absolutely brilliant museum and certainly something that everybody should visit. There's a great lookout just nearby that looks over the town and down into the big um, open-cut mine that's there. Um, it's really interesting that... Uh, it was in 1870 that um, a couple of guys called Campbell, Hartman and Gibb discovered the first copper at a waterhole there. So, um, and Cobar was, uh, you know, is still, it's, uh, I'm just looking at the notes here, the CSA mine was reopened and it's currently New South Wales' largest producer of copper and zinc. In fact, you know, the mining out at Cobar is really going gangbusters at the moment, mm. uh, which is interesting. I mean, in 1900, the population in Cobar right, reached 10,000 people. And then the, the mine actually closed. I think it became uneconomical to do the mining of the, the copper in those days. And the population plunged all the way down to less than 2,000 people, which is just incredible, you know, within 20 years. However, um, the... Uh, the, the mine reopened in 1966, and then the Peak Gold Mine, which is just south of, of Griffith, and that's the open-cut one that you can look down into from this lookout, that opened in 1992, so that's a, a gold mine. And now, of course, Cobar is thriving, you know, and, and it's mm. a great little place. 
Um, I mentioned, you know, Wiley was heading out to do the Flinders trip, and in fact, on yes. Saturday night he'll be in Cobar because, um, you know, that's the that's the stop between the east coast. If you're heading across to Broken Hill, uh, where our trip starts, that's a day's drive is Cobar. So Cobar is a great spot for anyone to visit, yeah. you know, as as they travel around. But it's right on that Kidman Way. Yeah, great town. And, um, Cobar, Cobar is. It's a fantastic town. Great mate, town. Mate, the bakery. What about the bakery? Well, I was about to say the bakery. Chinese restaurant. <laughs> just... Oh, mate. Well, yeah, yeah. Is that... <laughs> but, but I tell you, the, the, the mm. Chinese restaurant had which one? Because yeah. when we stay in, in Cobar, there's a motel opposite the, uh, I think it's the bowling club. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah on the end of town. Chinese. Yeah, well, that's right. Then there's a Chinese. Yeah. There's a there's a there's a Chinese restaurant there, and I know there's one <laughs> opposite. I think that centre you were talking about that museum. I think there's one there as well. Yeah, yeah, and um, and, and the bakery right in the centre of town, just mm. off the off the barrier highway there, right in the centre of town. Yeah, magic, mate. Great cream buns. Love my cream buns. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Look, mate, the drive then from Cobar is due north all the way up to Burke. Um, again, you're in pretty remote, Mulga-type country. Um, partway up there, oh, I should just go back back at back at, um, at Cobar. Uh, prior to Cobar, you've got Hilston. Hilston's a lovely town. I actually really enjoy Hilston. Very small town. Um, but again, you know, it's just really well kept. It's well, you know, well manicured. The townspeople have got uh, a lot of pride in their town. And just outside of there, if you've got a four-wheel drive, you've got Willandra Station, which is a place we go to an awful lot in our trips. Mm. Um, and that's out of Hillstrom. And then, of course, um, on the way to, from Cobar to Burke, you've, you've got the, the National Park off to your left, uh, whose name has now escaped me. Oh, dear, oh, dear. You must be growing too old, I think, mate. Mm, that's all right. <laughs> Guba Gundra. Uh, National Park, and that's got some interesting uh, Aboriginal art in it as well. Oh, and that reminds me, back at Cobar, you've got the Grenfell Art Site, which is about 60k out of town, down the Barrier Highway for 40 clicks, 30k north on a dirt road, and then a short walk up to the to the uh, the art site, and that is one of the largest art sites in Australia at, at the Grenfell Art Site, mate. Absolutely brilliant stuff. And stuff. There's not just the hand stencils, but there's figurines of animals and emus and kangaroos and, and all of that. And that's one of the most significant art sites in Australia. And it's at Grenfell, you know, uh, sorry, it's the Grenfell art site just outside of Cobar, again accessible via the Kibben Way if you're doing the Kibben Way trip. Um, of course, then you then you get into the beautiful town of Burke again on the Darling River. Um, one of the things we recommend you do, there's the Back of Burke exhibition, which talks about the history of the outback and the history of Burke, etc. Mm. Certainly worth seeing on the north side of town. Um, take a visit to the cemetery because there's actually, that's where the uh, where Fred Hollows, the famous eye surgeon, Fred Hollows, has been buried and there's a beautiful memorial to him and he asked that he could be buried in there when he did pass and you can see that. Um, there's an old um, an old paddle steamer, the PV Jandra, mm. which does a, an hour long cruise when the river's up and up, and you can do that on the on the Darling River there at, at Burke, and um, and it, of course it's the, the stepping off point for the Darling River run, which I think you mentioned earlier, yeah. and um, and then down to places like you know Louth and Tilta. Uh, and our famous yeah. Trilby Station yeah, that we love. Beautiful, right? love it out there. That's a great run, that Darling River run. 
Uh, yep. An absolute yep. beauty and uh, beautiful part of New South Wales. And, and like we say, it's, it's probably an area that, you know, that, that these sort of areas, don't they don't get a lot of publicity and uh, they should get a lot more they than don't. they do. No, and look, you know, look, most of that I've just, you know, some of it I knew of, but most of it I've just done this Googling a bit and a bit of research on mm. towns and I'm finding all these other fascinating stories, you know, mm. about different things and some of them, you know. Oh, Vic, yeah. your, your phone's dying. Oh, dear. Now you're back, you're back. Too long. Now you're back. Oh, that's good. Yeah, mm. I must have wandered out of the tower. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> anyway, mate, well, that's the Kidman Way. Yeah, and, uh, it's a beauty, I, an absolute I, I cracker. Think it's something that we all should have a look at. Yeah, and the beauty of it too is if it's 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 educational for the kids because there's so much history. I mean, exactly. you start yeah. way back at you know Geraldry with Ned Kelly and all the history along the way, and the fact that the, yeah. you know the fact that the actual highway itself is named after you know it's a Sydney Kidman who no one. I'm telling you now, <laughs> there would be nobody, and even I didn't know that. Because as you get, yeah. no, not too many people. I wouldn't be taught in schools these days. The no. largest, oh, no. the largest landowner in the world. In the world, in the incredible. world, incredible. I mean, yeah, people wouldn't yeah. know that. But the Kidman Way, yeah. it is a beauty, and if you love your, uh, and look, if you want to get out there, now's the time before it gets too hot. Pretty hot out there yep. in summer, Vic. Oh yeah, yeah. Look, this is not a summer trip. You know, yeah. it just just does get too warm, and you you want to be able to spend a bit of time out of the vehicle and. Walking around some of these beautiful parks they've got, and the and along the beaches on the Murrumbidgee, and doing the 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 tours in the various museums for sure. But mm. look, now this is the kind of trip which is fantastic in in autumn and spring, particularly. Uh, winter's still a great time to go. It can get quite cool at night if you're camping, but there's a heap of accommodation in towns, the motels, the hotels, and the caravan parks. You you know you you could do this trip you know at any time of the year, except probably over the the summer school holiday period, I think it'd be a bit warm then. Yep, an absolute cracker, Vic. Well done. The Kidman Way, there's one for you for anyone looking for that, you know, regional road trip, especially if you live in New South Wales. And uh, plenty to see, plenty to do. That back of Burke Centre is a beauty too. If you Once you get up there, do yourself a favour and check that out because you'll be surprised. And go for a quick run up the, you know, part of the Dowling track to, you know, up to... That's it. Yeah, yeah up, the up Dowling to track Bridge that then runs up up to Fours Bridge and yeah. across to Hungerford and then our famous Kilcara station. Yeah, that's yeah. right. But it's worth a run even if yeah. you just go for up to Fords Bridge and have a look around, you know. It's um, yeah. it's it's, yeah. it's just, a, you know, so much history and and uh, and there was so much. It was all Cobbin, you know, the Cobbin Co were big out there in the day. Hence the fact oh, that right. the pub at Hungerford was a Cobbin Co station. That's right, Cobbin Co. Overnight stop, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. it's just... And, uh, that's all part of our history, and that's the thing. And that's why it's good to get the kids out there too, because they aren't learning that in school. I can tell you. No, no, it's a shame, isn't it? Not but, these days. Yeah. All right, Victor. All right, well mate. done. That's good, mate. Good run. Well done, <laughs> and a good one. So this week's road trip, the Kidman Way, Vic. You're a good man. Mate, I'm jumping in the four drive now and heading straight down to the training centre. After right. I after I after I babysit the grandson for an hour while the while the daughter has to go to the to the shops. So I'm on babysitting duties for the next hour with a little two-year-old. Mm. So, you know, I'll be, you know, doing duck talks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How good would that be? You'll probably learn Wrong something. Kind of duck. You'll probably learn something, Vic. Well done. All right, well, yeah. all right, mate. Good on you, Vic. We'll talk to you next time. All right, mate. Take care. All the best. There he is, Vic Widman. And don't forget, 
uh, Vic, if you want to do any of these sorts of trips, and he did mention he's got some trips out in that region, Great Divide Tours. Just go to 4wd.net.au and um, get yourself on one of these tag-along tours. He's the best in the business, and he has these trips all over Australia. And as border restrictions ease and things get back to some sort of normality, there's no better time to book a trip with Vic Whitman. Plenty of people are doing it, hence the fact that... Uh, his phone's been ringing its head off. He said he was busy. So if you like the sound of the Kidman Way or any other trips that are around the place, anything that's anything like that is fantastic. Do it with friends. Do it with new friends and safety in numbers. If you're not sure about it, go with people who are and uh, you won't regret that. Great Divide Tours, you can simply just Google Great Divide Tours or you can go to the website 4wd.net.au. In new normal times, he has trips along the uh, in the Victorian high country, Stockton Beach, South Coast, Snowy Mountains, the Simpson Desert, the Flinders, even the Kimberley's Corner Country up the Cape, the Canning Stock Route, Barrington Tops, even up in Arnhem Land. So uh, look, get onto the website, 4wd.net.au. And if you want to check out a bit more, you can also check out the YouTube channel, which is just go to YouTube and type in Vic Woodman. Had a fantastic road trip this week, the Kidman Way. Now, as you know, we said we'd take a look at um, the beautiful park down there at Lake Talbot, and we'll do that in a second because uh, Top Parks are, of course, a partner in Road Trips Australia. And let me tell you that Top Parks all over Australia are making holidays affordable again with Australia's largest choice of holiday parks in every corner of this great country. Top Parks offer the perfect place to pull up, relax and, of course, start exploring. You can book a self-contained cabin where you can pull up right outside the front door or pull up to your very own site with your caravan, motorhome or even your camper trailer in tow. There is an absolute Top Parks holiday for any budget. And thanks to Top Parks, Good Age Rewards membership, whether you're staying in a cabin or towing your caravan or camper across the country, you can save even more money on every stay. You need to get onto that. It's a fantastic, it's one of the better ones around, the G'day Rewards membership. Sign up now. You need to do it because you'll save money not only when you stay in a park, but when you buy other things off some of their partners. They have a stack of partners there and help you save money um, in your usual day-to-day things, but of course whilst you're travelling. With wide-open spaces, plenty of fresh air and more parks in more places, you'll want to do just that and pop in and say g'day. To find out more, to sign up to the G'day Rewards uh, membership or to book yourself a site, just visit the website, topparks.com.au. That's topparks.com.au. Now, as I said this week, and we've been talking about travelling through central New South Wales, and we did start... Uh, in the south, down there at um, at Albury, all the way to Burke. Fantastic run, a lot of history there. But we also need some accommodation along the way. Now, in that region, there is a beautiful uh, tourist park down there, which is part of the Top Parks uh, family, called Lake Talbot Tourist Park. And Dean from Top Parks is on the line to tell us a bit more about it. Dean, g'day. G'day, Duck. How are you going? Mate, I'm going all right. Mate, Lake Talbot yeah. Tourist Park... Uh, mate, this is an absolute cracker in a great spot. Certainly is, yeah. It's right on the lake. Um, it's out of Naranda, actually, and uh, 100-odd campsites and uh, lots of uh, cabins and motel rooms as well. So, awesome park. Yeah, so for any, like we say, a road trip, you don't necessarily have to have the four-wheel drive, the caravan or or anything, really. Or you, you can do a road trip in any sort of vehicle, and the one we've done today is... Um, the Kidman Way, which you can, as we mentioned earlier, you could do it in a, 
on a motorbike, in a, you know, in a car, in a, or, or with the caravan in tow. Doesn't you don't have to have all that stuff to love a road trip. Uh, so this one, like you say, plenty of um, accommodation options there with Lakeview two bedroom cabins and uh, and also um, some villas there as well. There's a homestead villa, a Lakeview spa cabin. So that's not bad if you're into your romantic yeah. weekend, get away and get a spa cabin. Family ensuite cabins as well. There's one bedroom cabins, motel accommodation as well as you mentioned. And, of course, um, look, the, again, this park, like many of the top parks these days, is, is a pet-friendly one. Certainly is, yeah. Yeah, a lot of the parks in the network are, uh, allow the little furry friends now, which is really good, Dom. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, uh, and a lot of people travelling, um, travelling, of course, with their pets uh, these days. It just seems to be more and more people doing that and more and more parks now accommodating um, the people for that. Now, there's plenty of... Um, Plenty of comforts there, just like you, as if you're at home. Um, free Wi-Fi for all the guests. There's uh, fantastic remodeled, very clean, convenient amenities blocks. Also, um, baby baths facilities there, and large, you know, comfortable recreation room. You know, with TV, table tennis. Uh, the kids will love all that. Camp kitchen and a few barbecues and picnic shelters as well, mate. Yeah, absolutely. It's got everything. It's great. It's jam. We'll certainly look after everyone that arrives at the park there. And if it's during the summer months, they've got a, a, a swimming uh, centre right next door, so you can go for a swim. Yeah, you've got to be happy with that. There's also a kiosk on site. You can grab your ice for your eskies. You can also top up your gas bottles there as well. And like we say, plenty of uh, plenty of things to do around that area as well. So there's, uh, again, um, you know, you can base yourself there and go out and explore the local regions. But like we say, this is probably the best accommodation uh, the, the value for money uh, in this area, and like like we say, stack of a stack of um, accommodation options from the cabins to villas to motel rooms, and of course powered sites and uh, and all the usual uh, caravan and camping sites there as well. You can book; it's easy to do. Uh, six nine or it's oh two, so but depending on where you're calling from, oh two six nine five nine one three oh two. That's oh two six nine five nine one three oh two. And you'll find it at 1 Gordon Street, Narendra, in New South Wales, Lake Talbot Tourist Park, right on the lake, part of the Top Parks family. Um, and, of course, you can just go to the website and book that way as well, topparks.com.au. Uh, but this is a, a cracking park, mate. How's, how are things going, mate, in general? I, I see the caravan sales are up by about 300% at the moment and people are booking holidays everywhere because they can't get away to go overseas, there's border restrictions in place all over, all over the place and we're trying to get some of those lifted. Uh, hopefully people in Victoria will be able to hit the road again soon themselves. But, mate, how's it going? The phone's ringing? Oh, mate, absolutely, yeah. People, as you say, people are travelling around. Um, you know, there, there are still some border restrictions. So those parks right on the, you know, the, the, the river region with, uh, with the border, New South Wales and Victoria struggling a little bit, but... Generally, across the board, people are, are supporting the park. They're getting out and about. They're, they're taking their families away for a holiday, um, and which is fantastic. And, and I've been speaking to so many parks that um, uh, are recording better sales than they did last year. So it is it is awesome that people are out there supporting the park. Yeah, certainly do deserve it because obviously caravan parks were severely affected by the, um, the coronavirus, especially when the whole country was basically in lockdown and... Parks in Victoria are currently closed, so it's a, it's a struggle there. 
so they do de- they do deserve to have you know. And then last year, before the or earlier this year rather, before the actual virus took hold, there were a lot of caravan parks affected by bushfires, in particular on the New South Wales South Coast. So I mean, they certainly do deserve to have their phones ringing and and all that. But I do know that there are a lot of people now already booked in for their Christmas holidays, the school holidays, all that stuff. They're just booking in early. Absolutely. Uh, because there's no cruises, there's no trip to Bali, there's no trip over to Fiji. Um, so we're getting a lot of new business. That's right. And as you say, caravan sales gone through the roof and people buying you know, camper trailers and camper vans and yep. hot stops and all sorts. So, yeah, it's, um, it, it is awesome. It yeah, really it is. is. It is good. The parks in Victoria, are, uh, as you said, they're struggling, but they're, they're the regional parks are open. Uh, yep. Just Unfortunately, people from Melbourne can't visit those parks yet, but uh, regional Victorians can certainly travel around yep. and uh, support their parks as well. Yeah, good stuff. And that's the thing too. And you know what? I mean, there's going to be some people this year that I believe will experience caravan parks for the first time. And, I, and I'm, I've got to tell you, they're going to be pleasantly surprised because they're not caravan parks anymore. They're, they're tourist parks. They're, you know, the, the, the facilities and the, and the setups for kids like water theme parks and, you know, all different, you know, things for them to do. And, you know, there are some parks that have a lot more than just that. I mean, I know the one at Ulladulla with the movie theatre and the bar and... It, it, yep. You go to a holiday village these days and not leave the, the, you know, the confines of the of the park and have a great time. Um, exactly right. You, you just enjoy your whole holiday there. It's incredible. And for people who are experienced, or, and there'll be people who may not have stayed in the park before, or some, or people that may not have stayed in the park for years and years, who I think will be yep. back into it. And I think it's uh, it's a good thing, and uh, and it's and it's a bit of an eye opener for the for the uh, Aussie traveller to to uh, show them and, and remind them of what we have in our very own backyard here in Australia. There's plenty to see and do in our own country. Look, the Lake Talbot Tourist Park, it's part of our road trip this week, an absolute cracker. She's four-star and, of course, pet-friendly. And uh, and like we say, if you want to book a spot there or you just want to check out that and, of course, all the other parks on the website, topparks.com.au. You're a good man, Dino. We'll catch up with you soon, eh? Good on you, Duck. Uh, absolute pleasure, mate. And um, hopefully all your the listeners will get out there and support the park. Yeah, that's what we want to do. We want and look. There's nothing like staying in a holiday park, tourist park, caravan park, whatever you want to call it. It's one of those things when you get there, you pull up, you set up, and you're on holiday straight away. You just get into it. There'll be a barbecue going in the distance. Someone will be walking past, drinking a beer. Kids will be running around on push bikes, and all of a sudden you know you're on some sort of a holiday, and straight away you can switch off. And just enjoy it. One thing comes with parks, which is free, and that's atmosphere. We love that, and uh, we certainly do recommend people check out the parks um, that are, are available to you on the website, topparks.com.au. Now, as we know, uh, this is also this podcast also sponsored by BF Goodrich Tyres, and we've told you before that BF Goodrich celebrates their milestone 150th year this year from humble beginnings in 1870. BF Goodrich continues to be passionately performance-driven. The, the BF Goodrich brand was built for driving enthusiasts by, of course, driving enthusiasts. BF Goodrich strive to continually improve tyre performance and because of their adventurous spirit, they've always encouraged people to seek the ultimate freedom on or off the roads. BF Goodrich has achieved victory in the biggest races across the globe from success at Le Mans, the BAHA 1000, the Dakar Rally and, of course, 
our very own famous Fink Desert Race right here in Australia. It's time for BF Goodrich's history and your future to unite. If you need tyres, you need to choose BF Goodrich tyres. Go to the website, bfgoodrich.com.au. Once you do that, you will find your BFG dealer. Well, a big thank you to BF Goodrich Tyres and, of course, Top Parks and, of course, my mate Vic Widman from Great Divide Tours and thanks to Dino who just joined us as well. That is Road Trips Australia this week. The Kidman Way in New South Wales. We love to put those big road trips, especially those regional ones, on your list. So not only what you can get out and enjoy yourself, but you can support not only the caravan parks out there, but all those businesses out there in regional parts of Australia who certainly do need all the help they can get. They've put up with it all. Drought, coronavirus, all sorts of things. They're uh, pretty resilient out there and things are looking on the up all around the place. We just need to get the numbers down on the virus. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, if you are planning to do a road trip, um, get out and check out Regional Australia. That's why we did the Kidman Way today. It's out there, country New South Wales, right up the centre from Albury to Burke. What a drive. And what about the, the stuff you can learn? Plenty of history along the way as well. Thanks very much for tuning in to Road Trips Australia. We certainly do thank you for doing that. And we'll be back to, with another edition of it next week. We will see you then.